2: Why we're squatting on this big hunk of space rock that is traveling across the sun, that we're slowly poisoning, and will eventually be consumed by entropy. Oh yeah, that's right, it's to subscribe to fellow artists' Patreons, such as myself! An artist. Patreon.com slash There you can find bonus content for both my shows, The Ritwint and Paleobites. For the Paleobites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about... That's right, we're finally doing it. Jurassic Park! The book. Uh, the original book from 1990 by Michael Crichton. The one that the movie was based off of. Did you know it was based off a book? I didn't. Of course you did. Link is in the description for where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. Have a lovely day. And find your purpose in life. We all need a purpose. Maybe just go out and look at leaves. Smell the roses. Take a long walk on the beach at a cool summer night.
0: Hmm. Roar.
2: Rowl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that blows harder than a volcano. My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I am a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone whose type apparently is super confident nerds who play D and D. So get in line, nerds. It's Lexi Ryan. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm pretty good.
1: That isn't everything, but that is, that's a good start. No, I know. I mean, it's like a good obviously, start. Just, yeah, yeah, like
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah,
1: like,
2: you know, I mean, the stereotype is that some some people are like, oh, are they hot, and then that's it. But some people are like, no, I like the guys who like who are who are really attractive, but not you know like not too attractive, like sort of like super, not like supermodel attractive, more like conventional. Tra- and then just go <laughs> like, <laughs> but I like the people who are confident, but not so I'm not like arrogant, but I like them. There's I little- I
1: don't have like I had a type for a while, but now it's. You know, there are just certain things that do it. It range. There's a range. You know, there's I get a that. range. Uh, yeah. I, I
2: think I have a range, too. Uh, but my th- I've realized I've gone out with a few, a few girls. And the ones that I've gone out with more than once, they all have one very specific thing in common. They have all worked, like worked, not just been at, but worked at a renaissance festival. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so clearly that's my type.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun place. Yeah,
2: yeah. like I mean, obviously there going are
1: lots of nerds there. Yeah,
2: but not so. But you have to be a special type of. There nerd. are also
1: a lot. Okay, I'll put this way: there are a lot of Hufflepuffs there. Oh
2: yeah, absolutely. I
1: feel like yeah.
2: all the Gryffindors are like, I'm too cool for the Renaissance. So, yeah, there.
1: I just yeah, the, quir- the that's where the the quirkies are there. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, I get that. So Hufflepuffs are definitely, or depending on the Ravenclaw. Some Ravenclaws.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of every... There's a dash of everyone, you know. But, honestly... But I feel like majority would be Hufflepuff.
2: Honestly, I could see myself compatible with all of them except for Gryffindors. Yes, even Slytherins I feel like I'm more compatible with than Gryffindors. See, I think I'm
1: attracted to Gryffindors. Yeah. Oh, you would be because of the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> like. I think I'm attracted to Gryffindors. Uh, I, or... Some Ravenclaws. Yeah.
2: Some Ravenclaws, maybe. Yeah. Again, it depends on the Ravenclaw. Some Ravenclaws are kind of uppity. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I got the perfect dinosaur-like question that I think you will definitely be able to answer. Okay. This is, like, one that's, like, off-the-cuff, multiple ones. I'm going to tell you a different species of dinosaur or prehistoric creature, and you're going to say which Hogwarts house, just from what you think, your vibe of what you know (laughs) of it alone, you think it would go to. Okay. Stegosaurus.
1: Oh, Stegosaurus is a Hufflepuff.
2: Okay. Tyrannosaurus.
1: Tyrannosaurus?
2: You're thinking of Gryffindor or Slytherin, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, so...
1: I'm going to say Gryffindor. The one I'm yeah. thinking of is Gryffindor. I mean, because, you know, it's entirely king. The, yeah, I think Jurassic Park enforced the Gryffindor in that. Yeah, okay. You know, like the, the hero in the end. Okay, kind of
2: Velociraptor. Thing.
1: Uh, ooh. actually, I'm gonna say Ravenclaw. They're smart. Yeah, it's true. Smarties. They're smart, but
2: I guess that's you know what. what dinosaur I think is in a, as a Slytherin. From what little we've seen of Jurassic World Dominion, which I think as of this episode comes out, it has come out, but it hasn't as of recording it. I thought it was June. It is June. So. So it, oh, I
1: see what you're saying. So yeah. when this episode
2: comes out, it will have already come out. But yeah. what if I can tell from the trailers, the Atrociraptors are total Slytherins. I don't know
1: what that is, but oh, okay. uh, it's
2: so cool! I've done an episode on it before, and then like before it was even announced to be in Jurassic World Dominion, then it was announced to be, and I'm like, yay! <laughs>
1: yeah, I would say like Slytherin. I would say is probably like some of the the water. Okay. type ones, okay. for sure, because I hate them. Oh, <laughs> okay, back.
2: that's that's true, I guess. Like, okay. Tri- or
1: like an Ankylosaurus.
2: Ankylosaurus.
1: That would be, I think, a Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah, I am getting. I think I'm getting of, a... The whole defense thing. It's so thing. slow and like, but it, it's, chunky. But
2: it's defending. I mean, it's not defending others. It's defending itself. I think, like, so.
1: Bronchiosaurus, I'm getting a Gryffindor by Bronchiosaurus, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what about okay. Triceratops?
2: Triceratops is Gryffindor 110%. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: like, uh, okay, let's see. Uh, pterodactyl.
1: Pterodactyl... I'm mm. right, sorry, it's
2: a paleontologist palace. Pteranodon.
1: Pteranodon. <laughs> Slytherin or Hufflepuff?
2: Yeah, I can see that. It's like all well, the kind of like vultures the kind of depict vultures. Yeah. Like vulture. Or like sort of seabirds. I
1: think Petrie is reinforcing my Hufflepuff. Yeah, like, he's like yeah. awkward a little well, bit. If you,
2: if you remember the third, have you ever seen the third Jurassic Park? The one where yeah, yeah the kid the, yeah, the, you know, the kid yeah. I mean, they yeah. all have kids in them technically. Yeah, but. that's
1: the kid from the genius, the Disney Channel. Movie. Yes,
2: yes, yes. No. Uh, oh really? That was him. Whoa!
1: Yeah, I had a big crush on him when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's like Harry Potter.
2: But remember in that one? The Trandons were stored up evil because <laughs> they went in the. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, oh my god! It's a <laughs> bird cage.
1: Oh, wait, I don't know if that was the right one. Yeah, that was the da, right da, one. Na, 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 yeah, na, na, they escaped na, na, that, but
2: then they were in the they were in the foggy sort of uh, bridge, and yeah. then Grant was like, "Oh my God, it's a birdcage!" And the yeah. one was like, For "It's what? a cage,
1: it's a birdcage." Yeah, with Billy. Yeah, they yeah. stole the eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So, they, yeah, that one they're, they're Slytherins, but um, yeah, because they're like they're not just like evil, but also like proud, like a like a T Rex. No, they're evil, but also like sneaky and like yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, finally, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, that giant ground sloth that we did, yeah, Arremotherium. So you have thought I could make it a little bit more difficult.
1: I'm gonna say Hufflepuff for that guy too.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: I just feel he's a gentle soul.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it's a, gentle... a solitary beast. Yeah, so. that,
1: I feel like that's pre- that's like Hufflepuff. Like I also a, I could do an entire God.
2: bonus episode where just name a bunch of them. yeah, and like it'd be really. I think it'd be really funny to like get someone who. Is super, super, super into dinosaurs and is also a huge Harry Potter. So I could be like, Stendonikosaurus.
1: Brennan, Brennan- <laughs> Lee Mulligan.
2: Okay, that's true. He likes dinosaurs?
1: I, he's the one who I told you recently. that Yeah, he was like, I think the first step of knowing someone's going to be a nerd is dinosaurs. Like when I was a kid, like, and, and he, okay. he's the one who said in the podcast, he was like, if you talk to someone and you ask them their favorite dinosaur and they say T-Rex, you're like, Psh. You know nothing about dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like,
2: I want someone who I can say all these different species that all end in raptor, but he can come up with a different one every time. Oh, yeah. Like Velociraptor, Pyrehead. Ravenclaw, Pyroraptor, Slytherin. Yeah. Like, Signraptor, Oh, Gryffindor. Like, when David
1: gets big enough.
2: <laughs> Atroc- Atrociraptor, Slytherin. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, okay. Sounds good. Well, we're talking... Okay, here's the way I'm going to segue into this. So, uh, and this is a bit of a peek behind the curtain... Uh, but we required, tried to record this episode before, and yes. then I was a dum-dum, and I didn't save the file that, record, hey, that we recorded.
1: You
2: did not. Yeah, technical difficulty. It was all technical difficulty. Don't blame me, you know. <laughs> the technical difficulties within my brain forgetting it. Yes. <laughs> let's, way, yeah. let's say that. <laughs> but, okay, so from what you remember the last time we recorded, what would you say this Paraceratherium was? What house?
1: Um, I don't know. I would say.
2: I'm, I can, I, since, you know, I guess we could get. Not I can,
1: a Gryffindor. Not a
2: Gryffindor. Okay. I'm also willing once we. Once we get, can to we the do po- it at the
1: end? Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah.
2: we, well, well you, why don't you give an answer now from what you remember, and then let's see if it changes. At I the I don't
1: remember much.
2: Okay, it's a giant, right? <laughs> giant rhino-like beast. I remember like that,
1: beast. but like, I, the facts of like, when it lived. Okay, never, did, will, we've, we've done so many of them, I can't remember. Okay,
2: well, well, that's nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, well, I will ask you at the end when we rate the creature one out sixty-five million. I will say, give okay. it your rating and give it and be the sorting hat for it. Okay,
1: <laughs> like,
2: got it. So, all right, we are talking about Paraceratherium or near nearly hornless beasts.
1: All I remember is I was having a real hard time saying it.
2: Paraceratherium.
1: Paraceratherium. You
2: nailed it. First yeah, try. Last time
1: before. I remember like per- per- I remember per- per- saying that a bunch of times and not getting it right. Well, because pa- it's a parallelogram. Like,
2: it's 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 like okay, it's something R, something <laughs> R, something R. <laughs> Paraceratherium. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Okay. Uh, but what is it? Is type is an intricotherine a group of large hornless rhinos that are among the largest land mammals of all time. Uh, I like how specific that is. Largest land mammals. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's big.
2: Yeah, but I just like, it's very specific, though. It's like like how Andrew Sarkis used to, like, this weird wolf thing. The way you now think it was actually more like a big pig. Originally, I thought it was the largest mammal carnivore. Largest land mammal carnivore.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> it's was like, that's too many perimeters.
1: Well... Still impressive. It's big.
2: Yeah, you scary. Know, like Maybe. Here, size: fifteen to seventeen feet, slash four point eight to five point two meters high at the shoulder, and fifteen to twenty tons. So, for comparison's sake, because I know you like this, cars. Um, okay. Well, actually, I was
1: rather, since this Our is stories. a mammal,
2: I'm going to compare this to other big mammals. Okay. So, fifteen to seventeen feet feet tall at the shoulder. By the way, at the shoulder. So that's so like ignoring its long neck. Let me
1: guess. Draft.
2: That's about the height of a giraffe total. Okay. So a giraffe... So it's bigger than that. Yes, because like Ooh, this is 15 see. to 17 feet okay. at the shoulder. So like a giraffe... It's a little bit shorter than a giraffe. a giraffe standing next to this thing. I know, again, I'm holding up my no, hands.
1: No, I'm just laughing. I'm, My brain is crazy right now. I just thought of shoulder and then I was like, I wonder what it tastes like shoulder, like pork shoulder. Uh. I wonder if it... I'm like, I wonder if I would eat this animal if it was a I mean,
2: honestly, I mean, it probably wouldn't taste Like, if bad. you had the
1: chance to try dinosaur or... Depends on the or, dinosaur. Not parallelogram.
2: Yeah. Par- or...
1: Paraceratherium.
2: Paraceratherium. Paraceratherium, 100%. Although, it depends on the dinosaur, though. Because
1: I don't know if I would want to try it as much if it was, like, a reptile-y thing, but You it's never had too. alligator? I have, but I just... I didn't like that or rattlesnake as much.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, chickens and other stuff, those are modern dinosaurs, so...
1: They are Then and I eat them all and the they, time. They, yeah, I'm going eat Actually,
2: a paleontologist asked... Uh, a kid asked a paleontologist, what would happen if I ate T-Rex? What would it taste like? And the, and the um, paleontologist actually gave a really detailed answer that really shows how horrifying T-Rex was. <laughs> I
1: know, now I'm very curious, but...
2: <laughs> There's a reason, by the way, that we don't mainly... We mainly don't eat carnivores. We mainly eat herbivorous creatures. And the reason why is because... Animals that eat meat have a lot of nutrients in their system that is deadly to us. Oh,
1: interesting. <laughs>
2: like if you feed, if you eat an animal that. So if feed... I was
1: a cannibal, I could die. But there are people who are cannibals, and they. Well, but like... they
2: get those weird things on their tongue though, or like that. Huh?
1: I'm sorry, cannibals get weird tongue. Yes, infections? they get
2: weird. They get like. Matt, this...
1: how do you know this? Uh, look,
2: I've oh, learned- you know heard this on a in the We're in my apartment. Get out, you cannibal! Hey, do you see oh! the stuff on my tongue? No, exactly. No. <laughs> I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> so creepy. Hey, people listen to true crime podcasts. Okay, there's some. Well, f- shit okay. there. if there's a cannibal
1: <laughs> out there listening, considering like hmm, maybe I'll eat my neighbor. Just so you know, you don't want things on your tongue. It'll taste not so great because of all the toxic nutrients.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, so the point is, this paleontologist said to this kid, uh, so well, from all the meat that this thing has been eating, and think like too much acidity to break down the meat and all other stuff. Basically, whether the T-Rex eats you. Or you eat the T-Rex, you die.
1: Interesting. So,
2: Paraceratherium. Diet herbivore. So, yeah, you could eat this. and probably be fine. It'd be a okay. lot of meat. Uh, time early to late oligocene. So, 34 to 23 million years ago. Okay. So, again, because you like comparisons. So, the dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago. This is the beginning of the latter half of when the dinosaurs died to now. <laughs> Does okay. that make sense? I don't know.
1: Yes. Yeah, yes.
2: so... This is closer to us than the dinosaur's extinction, but barely closer. Okay. So, location? Wow, this is repeated from the Homo erectus episode all throughout Eurasia. That's not intentional. Well. We just like all throughout Eurasian apparently, things. Apparently,
1: Eurasian things are...
2: Yeah. I think of Eurasia. Like, rather than just like Europe Eurasia. I think of Genghis Khan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
1: I think of... food. Not <laughs> Eurasian food! Well, what is Eurasian food? It's an, I don't know.
2: Mongolian barbecue, because of the King of Maybe, Khan thing?
1: It's all specific.
2: Yeah. So. Anyways, describe 1911, pop culture appearances, the TV documentaries Age of Mammals, Walking with Beasts, and Life After Dinosaurs... Uh, the video game Ark Survival Evolved, Jurassic Park Builder, Jurassic World the Game, and apparently it's a boss in the arcade game Big Buck Wild HD, one of those hunt arcade games I've never played because they involve shooting deer and other nice stuff, and I'm not a hunter in any way.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I've played one of those when I was probably overserved, as my mother would say.
2: Yeah, but hey, good on them for having an extinct animal in it for some reason. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's totally what you would do if it's actually alive, re-extinct this them. This is on...
1: why it's extinct.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... In the middle part of the age of mammals, a.k.a. the Cenozoic, a.k.a. the era we're still in, mammals were all trying to fill each other's niches and seeing what stuck. Elephants were trying to be hippos, horses were trying to be gorillas, whales were trying to be pigs, and rhinos were trying to be giraffes. The horses being gorillas thing is the strangest thing to me. I I think I'm the last time I recorded this, I showed you a picture of Calicotherium, the horse that Uh walked like a gorilla. It's weird looking, right? Yeah, it
1: was.
2: It's weird. Shouldn't exist.
1: Yeah.
2: No. Horses, you have your niche. Gorillas, you have your niche. Don't intermingle.
1: Creepy, yeah. Cause, and gorillas are even more man-like, and it's just creepy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. Uh, anyways, what we're talking about today is the latter one. The rhinos trying to be giraffes. These guys were enormous, among the biggest... Land mammals of all time. Their taxonomic history, though, is interesting, it has taken a lot of time to develop over the last century. See, these fossils were uncovered throughout the early 20th century by separate Western, Soviet, and Chinese teams who made independent studies in their respective languages. Uh, politics and wars kept these st- scientists from comparing their finds and getting a more complete picture of these animals, because if there's one thing you can always count on man to do, it's hate each other. Yes. <laughs> You get two factions of people. Absolutely. Get two factions of people. One of them's gonna hate the other, <laughs> like
1: forever and ever.
2: Like it's even like you know you got like countries or races or something as benign as Star Wars fans versus Star Trek fans. Yes. <laughs> you got there's always gotta be cliques. Star Trek. You're, you're a Star Trek. You're a Trekkie yeah. over Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I don't really. I feel like a bad nerd. That I don't really care about either. <laughs> but if I don't really
1: care about Star Wars. I don't care much about Star Trek. But
2: yeah, but like, see, I guess I'm like I'm, I'm kind of like you. But in the opposite end, like, I'm indifferent about both, but if you point a gun to my head and told me to pick one, I'd probably pick Star Wars. <laughs> That's because I grew up with it. I've
1: actually done a lot more work with Star Wars, like, mm-hmm. um, analyzing it just in creative writing classes and throughout middle school camp, and then, like, I wrote a 30-page paper in yes, in, our, in, in that. the class
2: that we met in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I about, remember you really wanted to About the do
1: archetypes her- in that. Yeah, I wanted to hear Harry hey, Potter, 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 and you really wouldn- he was like, it's too, long, no, Dr. <laughs> whatever, yeah, Worley, Dr. Worley, Worley. Yeah, Dr. Worley, Mr. Worley good evening what is it he said every time good evening class and we had to go good evening that's right i remember that and then if we didn't he would go let's try that again he had a different cane a different double-breasted little like
2: yes he looked a lot like john hammond from jurassic
1: park yeah like the island yeah it's 100 percent that man he had the cane and yeah and the big ring yeah
2: Anyways, I have no idea where I was right here, so...
1: Dinosaurs... Parasorellogram... I was closer.
2: Para... I mean, you were... The first half was spot on. The second half, you went all over the place. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: That's
2: okay. All right. So, um... One of the more famous expeditions was by American explorer and adventurer Roy Chapman Andrews, who was noted by the creators of Indiana Jones to be one of their major sources of inspiration for that character... Uh, Andrews found numerous remains of this creature, including a nearly complete skull, but his expedition was only one of many. These finds have been labeled under the genus names Paraceratherium, Baluchitherium, Aceratherium, and most famously, Indricotherium. Yeah, and
1: I'm not going to try and say any of the other ones. Yeah.
2: Indricotherium, I bet you could say.
1: Indricotherium.
2: Bam. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Named after the Indric beast of Russian folklore. <laughs> I wonder if it's similar to, like, Baba Yaga. I know it's not quite Russian, but it's Slavic. You'll, I don't know. You know. That sounds
1: familiar, Baba but I, Yaga? Don't, I don't. I've heard this before, but I don't. She's I don't like know. an old
2: witch with like a, on a pot. She's has... the
1: one who has the noodles in her pot? I, I guess. Who makes all the noodles? She also has
2: a house that walks with chicken legs.
1: <laughs> What's the noodle one?
2: I think what she might he, have noodles in her The lady
1: who has the pot that won't stop making noodles?
2: That might be her. I mean, look. Bobby. A, there's a, a story. Yeah. That's
1: a story. Like, <laughs> that's how it's relevant. That's a story, I know. <laughs>
2: like. The lady that has too many noodles. Well, well so,
1: she it becomes was... a problem because the whole town's like, too many noodles like they're going can't, everywhere can't
2: stop making <laughs> noodles yeah put Dude, them in my it was house It's like
1: with... italian named or something i'm gonna have to google this later
2: okay it's <laughs> a noodle lady
1: the no, yeah the never-ending noodle pot
2: okay i just see when i think of never ending noodle i think of just one noodle that just goes on i for... mean it's many
1: it's a pot that just <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. For a long time, all these creatures were put under the genus name Indricotherium, and even to this day, these family of creatures are commonly known as Indricotheres. However, in 1989, a team of American scientists published a revision of all this messy Indricothera taxonomy, and concluded that the oldest named species, Paraceratherium, was the only valid genus of Indricather from this time and place... Which is still to this day what most scientists follow. What a mess. Paleontology is a mess sometimes.
1: It's doing stuff that has to do with things that are long dead.
2: Until we have a time machine, it will be like putting together a puzzle that will always have pieces missing. Yeah. And that is super frustrating. Yeah, it's it's cool. (laughs) Like, it's cool that we'll always learn so much, but it'll eventually come to a point where we just have no more to learn and no more to knowledge to get and and we still
1: have invented time travel well
2: no the thing is like well if we haven't invented time travel if we get to that point we'll just be forever stuck with this incomplete book as for the creature itself scientists have often wondered why rhinos got so big and giraffe like like this obviously it's beneficial for reaching the tops of the trees but another reason might be to keep itself from overheating one of the reasons mammals don't get as big as dinosaurs is due to their endothermic nature the bigger they get, the more body heat they emit, and much the more food they need to survive. And the bigger they die. Yeah. Mammals, though, are fully endothermic, and what's more, uh, Paraceratherium lived in a hot and desert and Scrublin-esque environment, so some have suggested it had large elephant-like ears to radiate excess heat, but most scientists are skeptical of this due to the lack of evidence of the acquired muscles on the skull. Uh, presumably, though, their long necks and legs helped more with the radiating heat. So that's why they looked kind of giraffe-like, mm-hmm. but still thicker than a giraffe. Oh, it's kind of funny. You remember when we did the the giant ground sloth yeah. uh, episode, and I told you that like the giant ground sloths, even though they're often depicted with hair, were probably hairless because they lived in a tropical environment. But
1: yeah, it'd be too hot. They'd, they'd
2: be too hot, and they'd be too big. So therefore, mm-hmm. if they were that big, sort of like an elephant. It has hair, but it's very little, so it's yeah. more just thick skin. But then I heard a counter argument. <laughs> that, like, said why they could have been hairy. Well, a couple reasons. One, there have been some species of giant clown sloth where we actually have found hair of them, and it's pretty shaggy. Now, not all of them, but the ones, like, in the jungle specifically. When something is warm-blooded or cold-blooded, again, like, so much of science, including gender and, like, the autism spectrum, it's all spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you're not just warm-blooded or cold-blooded. So while a, a sloth, and this is true of modern sloths as well, are warm-blooded, they're far more cold-blooded than most other warm-blooded creatures. That's one of the reasons why they're so slow. So therefore, they wouldn't generate as much body heat, and thus they might need that hair. Okay. So, that's the counter-argument I heard.
1: I would say... I mean, I'm just inclined to believe it if they found it.
2: Yeah. I mean, but again, that's only that that species. Mm. So apparently 20 tons, the largest size of Paraceratheria, might be the maximum weight possible for land mammals, meaning this is as big as they could possibly get. And okay. one thing I've mentioned before about mammals, are not as well as being like, generating way more body heat than dinosaurs, they also are a lot denser. So like, the Mumikil, or the Oliphants from Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. If those were real, the size they are depicted in the movies. Yeah, it's so big. It is enormous. That is like the height of a long-necked dinosaur. Yeah, like a
1: baby one maybe.
2: Yeah, that would be probably upwards of 500 tons. Yeah, and Legolas
1: still took it all down. Yeah,
2: like as tall as it is and how dense it must be. I mean, obviously it's fantasy, but like so that would be like 500 tons and it would just be It'd be too big, right? So, although in the books, I think they, he said that they're described as prehistoric elephant size, so about the size of mammoths. Yeah. So not as big as they are in the movie. Yeah, the olifant.
1: Timothy, the olifant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant.
2: I always think that whenever I hear Timothy olifants.
1: <laughs> Do you? Yes.
2: Yeah. No one's ever going to believe this.
1: <laughs> no one back home will ever believe this.
2: But, but that's basically Paraceratherium. Um, it's really big, <laughs> and it's like it is. a. So now that with all this information and hearing its messy taxonomic history and how it might have used the heat, like used, uh, radiated the heat, what Hogwarts house do you think this was saying How big now? was its
1: brain? <laughs>
2: uh, probably not very big.
1: I was going to say Ravenclaw, but then I was like, it's big, so it's probably dumb. Why, because
2: of elephants? Because elephants are smart?
1: No, I was just thinking it's big, so it's probably dumb, which yeah. might be stupid So
2: itself. I, right? mean, Gri- I mean, Gryffindors can be stupid. I mean...
1: Yeah, but, like... Because,
2: like, it, it's, Gryffindor's all about bravery. I guess here's a question
1: that we may not want to ask ask ourselves, but we should anyway. Is
2: good dumb? No.
1: <laughs> Which house is the dumbest? I thought of Hufflepuff, and then I thought, no, because I think there's a lot of, like, savant, very specific, like, I, I, no. And then I immediately was like, oh, it's Gryffindor.
2: I think it is Gryffindor, because of the jocks.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, and, and it's not like, I know some very intelligent people who are Gryffindor, but I think, this is. I love that I'm realizing this. Like It makes me feel even better that I'm not a Gryffindor. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like they're so confident, th- and there's a lot going on, and they're kind of the center of everything. And they're kind of himbos. But then, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like I think they're the dumbest, but if I had to pick the dumbest, I think I might pick Yeah, because I don't
2: think a lot of people would pick Hufflepuff, but no, you have a yeah, really convincing argument. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Argument. I think
1: outsiders would pick Hufflepuff. Okay, here's... And Hufflepuffs would be like, absolutely not, bitch. I am smart.
2: Why in the world are Crab and Goyle Slytherins?
1: Well, they're they're they're
2: they're dumb as hell. Yeah, they're
1: not very cunning. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> yeah, meet, that, like dumb, they don't meet that criteria. For yeah, sure. maybe it's just because <laughs> it sense the evil.
2: Yeah, especially considering the, actors of, the actor, the actor of one bit. of them. but... Yeah, <laughs> that whole story. Sal-
1: Salazar, Salazar Slytherin did have preferences that we can't ignore, and that might have stayed true to the Slytherin name to this day. That's, that's so. true. I do
2: know some very nice Slytherins though. Uh,
1: I had a choice between yeah. Slytherin and Hufflepuff. Really? Yes, on Pottermore. Really? Yeah, on the official. It, 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 it gives you a tie. Because you've taken the official test. Yeah, right? but I didn't
2: know it could give you a tie. It
1: gave me. It gave me two. Wow.
2: Uh, and
1: I remember it was in my sorority house, and I sat there and I was like, oh, and I waited like two days, and really? then I chose. Uh, What's Slytherin
2: about? I guess you are pretty cunning, like and like, yeah. You are wearing all black right now.
1: I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> Technically, all the people at Hogwarts wear a lot of black. I guess it's what they're wearing. It's true.
2: Yeah, I don't know. All right, anyways. All right, well, well, now that we've rated it. Well, no, we haven't rated it. We gave it a house. We, knew we didn't give it a house. <laughs> I'm going backtrack like crazy. What is the house? Oh, you said Gryffindor, right? I
1: think it is Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, I originally said no Gryffindor, but now I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Gryffindor. Makes sense.
1: Unless I meant a mean one, and then I think yeah, I would put it in Slytherin.
2: I mean, like I mean, it's got rhino in it. Rhinos can be mean,
1: aggressive. But I feel like aggressive is almost even more of a Gryffindor trait than That's it is Slytherin. It's just not bad aggressive. Hey, They're hey, just like,
2: you think you can score that quaffle in that thing there without me saying that? Yeah.
1: Huh? Or I just, I just think like go getters. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Oliver
2: Wood types. <laughs> All right. So now that we've given it a house officially, let's rate it. big rhino thing but like not quite a rhino like rhino giraffe thing
1: even like 35 mil
2: 35 mil yeah 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 that's it for this week if you want to get a hold of the show you can contact me at matchd at methodoncreator.com for any general questions to either co-host you can follow me on social media at methodoncreator on facebook at methodon64 on twitter at methodon64 on instagram Lexi where can they find you
1: lexi tate 44 on instagram
2: she does like polls about what movies she's gonna watch Let's see. What is a movie we can make her watch, listeners?
1: Maybe I put two up there, and then you can vote on them. Oh, yeah. And then if you care, I talk about them as I watch them.
2: I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. Once again, none of this, because this is in the Cenozoic and is called Megazoic, which means it's in the Mesozoic era. Not that right era. I also... Have a po- another podcast called The Ritwits, where two twits talk about ritting. Matt Seibert's on that. He's all right. No, he's pretty good. He's my best friend. Although he's lately driven <laughs> me crazy lately. But hey, that's what. But hey, that's what happens when you're friends. With, that's what happens when you're friends with someone for so long. You're like, man, I would take a bullet for you in a heartbeat. But you are driving me insane. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> uh, he's great though. I love him. He's my brother. All right, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Mm,
1: I don't know how to make a noise. like
0: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky, smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel.